Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. latest WWE star to AEW defection. It's Roderick Strong. I thought he was actually still with WWE. That was a genuine surprise. It's, it's a bit like the Malachi Black one. Mm. Where someone's like, oh, he's got 90 days in his contract. Oh, no, wait, no, he hasn't. But at least with Malachi Black, he was released. And then we we're like, well, he's definitely going to AEW. He won't regret that. But in 90 days... Not 30 days. Yeah. And he showed up in 30 days. The Roddy Strong one, he's been not around for so long. It's stopped for thinking about him. Well, I mean, what? I, 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 do you know what? Should we? Let's, let's do the intro. Yes, yeah, then... sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, DAD. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe. Leave a comment down below with your thoughts on Dynamite and get in those Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars before the end of the show. But the best way to support us today, it's a big day for us here at the WrestleTalk studios because we have launched a book. There it is on the screen now. It's WWE versus AEW The New War. And it's a collection of magazine articles that we're really, really proud of, like the best, best magazine articles that we wrote and put out in the WrestleTalk magazine over that period from the launch of AEW to, I think it's just when, um, oh, what is the end part? That the end part, it's just, it's, I think it's when NXT 2.0 happens. Mm. So it's like that first year and a bit of AEW. So from 2021, first half of 2022. That's it. Uh, but the forward by uh, yours truly. I think it's a good forward. I read it this morning. Did you? I did, yes. What did you think? Well, I, I thought it was excellent. That's did like, you read I, it I, in my voice? Oh, you can't help but read it in your voice. But I, I really enjoyed it. I actually read it uh, on the uh, the Amazon preview of it because this is available 
through Amazon, mm -hmm. and I read it through the preview on there, and I thought it was excellent. Thanks very much. And the excellent content, trust me, that is the the least best part of the book because then you get into the actual yeah. good article. Well, then I saw who the chapters. Then I saw who the authors were. And yeah. I was like, I was like, oh right, he's just <laughs> he's just a celebrity endorsement here. Uh, it's, we're really proud of it. The offer at the moment is it's in paperback for £14.99 or on Kindle, the ebook version for £6.99. But there is a special early bird deal, £4.99 for the ebook. The link is in the video description below. Uh, please do go out and support it because we want to make more books and we're really proud of this one. And it's our first one. Hey, go, go team. Us. Go team. This episode of AEW Dynamite. So, may oh. I now? So, you said. I haven't even thought about Roderick Strong. Well, we uh, do a little video series over on uh, the WrestleTalk news channel called Three Counts. Oh, I know that little that little hit TV if, show. If, if you haven't seen it before, it's a show that Ollie and I do where we predict upcoming pay-per-views or like at the start of the year, we predicted what's going to happen in 2023 for all of the AEW and WWE rosters. We recently did a video for Backlash. Huh. And in that video... Roderick Strong was one of the options on there. Because it's kind of draft, call-up time. There are a lot of NXT names there. So we put in a lot of NXT names. And, uh, I mean, I'll play the clip now. You won't be able to hear the audio, uh, but... Team roster debut. Undisputed Elite reunion. In AEW. Yeah, well, they can't get Bobby Fish anymore. Where is the line? Where's the line? So you just put you just put Bobby Fish in his place and pretend that <laughs> you put Roderick Strong there and pretend Bobby Fish never happened. Give him a moustache. He was always there. That's right. Once again, I was correct. Where I predicted correctly Undisputed Elite reunion. Mm. 12 days ago. I predicted well that on the three count. What so? Uh, what what did I predict? Main roster call up. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! I just thought he was going to be one of those guys yeah. who was in WWE because Triple H liked him. He was going to build that whole new cruiserweight division around him in NXT before Triple H, you know, was removed for 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 health not, health reasons. Health and and not for and for not beating AEW. Well there was that. A bit, of the, bit of the two. Yeah, yeah. A little from column A, a lot from yeah. column B. Uh, and yeah, I just thought Triple H would want him and keep him there and bring him up and and build a little faction around him on on the main roster. So the Fightful Select report on this because they, you know, this this did take a lot of people by surprise. Uh, uh, and they write Even WWE. Some people said that he was still on the WWE roster page. He was. And when the well, at the moment that Roderick Strong debuted. When, while the show was on the air, he was still listed as an active <laughs> member of the WWE roster. Uh, Sean writes here, Strong has been off TV for months and WWE have been dead silent about his status with the company. The last we heard, there was discussion about pitching the idea of having him coach through the remainder of his deal, though we don't know if that pitch was ever made to him. Strong re-signed uh, with WWE in 2021 and the company was set to make him the focal point of the revamped NXT Cruiserweight division, in which they had big plans to enhance. Uh, in 2002, Roderick Strong asked for his release, which we were told was internally rejected. However, those that we spoke to in WWE say that they believed the deal was to run it into next year, that that was hardly confirmed. Recently, 2K was told to exclude Roderick Strong from the game. WWE talent that we spoke to has not been able to give an update by WWE about its status or lack thereof with the company, and we've simply been told that he was not been at the Performance Center in quite some time. About the only update we heard from those close to him as of late was that he was doing well physically and cleared to wrestle. WWE talent, AEW talent we spoke to were pleasantly surprised as Strong is well-liked by most in the industry. 
Sorry, I had to go away there. Uh, this this place is still a building site, and we've had two builders try and walk into this room <laughs> to check the air con. He's yep. like, I do it now. I was like, no. no we're on the air. And then he said again, now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. And the, Later, and in an hour, please. When the, the first builder came in, I thought, I'll go into real strong presenter mode here yeah, so yeah. he can really get the impression I'm on air at the moment. I don't think I did that. I think if you go back and watch, my face goes... <laughs> Sorry, so I did miss a bit of what you said there at the end, but I, I have read the report. Yes. Yeah, so a surprise for everybody. It was literally a surprise for most people. It's <laughs> nice to get those surprises. Like, uh, even the Malachi Black one, I, I don't put in this category because I educated guess he's going to turn up. Last time I remember being this blown away by a surprise was Sting, I think. Yes, I think no, Malachi Black was the one for me, and I think only because, while I presumed... He was so much sooner than I expected. Mm. Sting, we'd been theorizing for a little while. Although, granted, we'd been theorizing it for like, we'd theorized it months ahead of time. Yeah. And then because it didn't happen when we thought it was going to happen, when Jericho started introducing a bat and everything, we're like, that's a sign that Sting's coming in. And then just nothing happened for months. And then all of a sudden, oh no, now he's here, like December. Turns out snow is his favorite weather (laughs) and Sting is here. And it was like, oh, oh, Sting's here. So yeah, Sting and Malachi, I suppose, are the ones that were like, Wow, like genuinely big mm. surprises. Keith Lee, I suppose, in a way as well. Like there hadn't been like huge reports of him going. I guess so, but it's there's there's some names that they're kind of free agency, and you just assume. But these ones where you, you forget about them, I think, are the more shocking ones. So how we actually debuted, though, we had Adam. I thought the way they debuted him was perfect. Adam Cole comes out, cuts the promo on Chris Jericho from last week. You know because. And then Jericho appears on the Tron. I thought Jericho was excellent here. Mm-hmm. Did the sort of, well, I'm not coming down to see you. You're a dangerous man. You're the sort of man who lets his girlfriend get beaten up in front of him. Yeah. And that is so good. I don't want to be in a ring with you. You're dangerous. <laughs> when is Jericho's facilitating all of that? And then he sends out the goons. JS come out. Um, who we got on the baby faces. <laughs> uh, Chugger, Orange Cassidy and Bandido, they paired up earlier. That was fun, mm-hmm. even though... Well, they did... They Cassidy and Cole did look at each other, like... Because they did have quite a long blood feud. That was It was Cole's first feud when he came into the company, and they were playing that up on commentary, being like, they, they think of the history <laughs> that they've had. And they did sort of set it up earlier in the evening, because when Cassidy finished his match with Bandido, they sort of formed this friendship mm. over a mutual love of sunglasses... And then during Adam Cole's interview with Renee, he left the frame and Orange Cassidy walked in with Bandido. And he was like, what was that about? And Renee sort of explained it. And he was like, okay, cool, whatever. And, and he walked <laughs> oh. away. So the seeds were being yeah. planted. So, and that's, when, that's why they came down to make the save. I thought it worked. Even though it doesn't, it is all over the place. I think it worked. Yeah. Uh, but the commentary are still going. But it's three versus four. The numbers game. The numbers. I'm like, who's coming out here? This is building to something. Carl O'Reilly was the guy. I thought that was yeah. the name I had in my head. I was like, oh, this is where Carl comes back. And then I think uh, didn't it look like SRS uh, on you, the? Um... You mean this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, now I'm... I see RS. Well, you can, it's because the S is massive through the R. But it does look like it says SRS. Imagine if it was Sean. If Sean came out and hit that Impaler DDT again. <laughs> but uh, we were then theorizing enough is what does the SRS stand for? And we thought it stood for kind of like uh, Sideshow Bob's tattoo. Strong Roderick. Strong. Strong. 
really strong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's Roderick Strong. He came out. I popped. The crowd popped. He came in, cleared house. Backbreakers. Love a backbreaker. The messiah of the backbreaker. Mm. And then it's just Cole and Roddy left in the ring and they look at each other because the last time they were together in NXT, Undisputed Era broke up. Did Roddy side with Cole a bit longer than... Or did they turn on him first? I can't remember. But they were not on good speaking terms in kayfabe last time they met. And then they embraced and the whole crowd popped. I popped. Great way to bring in Roddy. Very well done. It was very, very well done. I, I like how you said that you thought this was perfectly done because it's exactly the way they had Jeff Hardy return not two weeks ago. But which I don't is, have any which, moral complications with Roddy. Which is that their heels are beating down the baby faces with a numbers advantage. Someone runs down to make the save, but the numbers advantage is still there. And then the returning, or in this case, debuting star comes down to even up the odds in clear house. Yeah, yeah. Sound. Sound idea. One involves the firm. <laughs> <laughs> Plus Jeff Hardy, who I'm not on board with coming back. Yeah, whereas this one was Roderick Strong. This was JAS... Bandido and Casty like those guys, and Roddy Strong. Yeah, and then the question I say that becomes is, where's the lie? Where is the Bobby Fish? So this, I think this has been a quite a funny thing, really, because Adam Cole is all elite, Kyle O'Reilly is all elite, and Roderick Strong got the graphic. He is now officially all elite. You'd imagine that once Kyle is fit and healthy again, and he's back on the roster, those three will be part of the trios division, which makes it a very spicy trios division. Yeah, yeah. And oh, then, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And then I was like, oh. I forgot about the trio's belts. Yeah, well, they've been on TV for yeah. a while, have they? Good job that they won them uh, so they could go <laughs> off TV while the people who lost the belts can start the biggest program mm. in the company. Um, and then I was like, oh, Bobby Fish is stuck in Impact Wrestling. I think what a lot of people have forgotten, really, and this had to be pointed out to me as well, Bobby Fish has had two appearances with Impact. He was basically at two tapings, uh-huh. and that was it. He's not really with Impact Wrestling. So there's every chance. Where is the lie AEW is where the lie is. I don't think it would work because this is now an undisputed era babyface faction. Cole is very clearly a blue-eyed babyface. It still freaks me out. <laughs> I still feel like he's going to turn on somebody, but it's yeah. okay. Just wait for him to super kick Roddy in the face. <laughs> exactly. I'm on board with it. I'm excited to see where it goes. Roddy, love. Kyle, everyone loves. Bobby is that you know he's got that sort of go away heat currently you reckon yeah yeah tax is nearly there <laughs> <laughs> but bobby really think, is do you think it's a mustache thing oh i haven't thought about that because i love rick boogs mm. and i love vince mcmahon well, I, actually i don't know <laughs> Boogs has got some go away heat with me at the moment oh yeah yeah i mean he's he's not really on tv much but when he is on screen i'm like they're partnering with Elias. Mm. And it's like, oh, you're, you've been dragged down. <laughs> you've been kick, kicking and Which screaming. One? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel, feel bad for Boogs. Feel bad for Boogs. But um, yeah, so I, I thought this was a very, very good segment. It pops huge for Roddy. As I said, like I thought it was Kyle O'Reilly. Mm. Um, but no, it was Bobby Fish. And they've announced for next week, it is going to be the JAS of Hager, Daddy Magic, Cool Hand Ange, and the other one, versus uh, Adam Cole, Bandido, Orange Cassidy, and Roderick Strong. Yeah. Very well, cool. I, hopefully Carl's okay. Uh, he's been gone for a, a while now. It's um, over a year at this point, isn't it? Or nearly a year? Was it before Cole or after Cole? Because he, he was getting a few like good singles matches in there. Uh, he, was, he was part of the first Owen Hart tournament. Mm. 
because you had that great match with Phoenix in it. Yeah. We'll have to see. Hopefully he comes back in because that's where the money is here. I think you could do Roddy, Cole, O'Reilly without Fish, and it's still good. They did it with in the one uh, strong first-hand heel mm. uh, and sort of sided with them. It felt like Bobby Bobby was away for a little bit. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. He always felt like he was injured. God, they, they have a lot of injuries, these these guys. These these vanilla midgets, you'd rather say. <laughs> these injury-prone midgets. But yeah, it was really, really good stuff. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, let's see what everyone's thoughts are in the Omega chats. Before we get into the Omega chats, though, thank you, Paul. Muddy Paul. Is, uh, it's his last day with us today. Yeah. I mean, going out into the big wide world. Getting an actual job. Mm. Uh, but please give him our flowers uh, in the chats there because we cannot do the show without our wonderful moderating team. And yeah, it's, it's sad to, to, to lose one. Uh, but Paul's done a, has had a great service here on the mm. rest of the podcast. These shows do not function without them. I cannot stress that enough. We just fall apart. If if Paul wasn't here, the builders would have just walked in. Oh, yeah. And and would have just run roughshod on here and was turning the air con on, probably started drilling on mm. the desk mm-hmm. or something. But because of the blue wrench order, they run scared. 
saluting you, Paul. Uh, Shock the system. Shock the debut system is the opening section here. Benjamin Taylor says, I will remain optimistic, but AEW just debuted Jay White and he wasn't on Dynamite tonight. Anyway, keep up the amazing work, lads. Jay White was on this show. He had a promo segment. There's funny if there was a um, uh, a news article. I think it's Sean has got something coming up about this later on. It's like Sean might be Wade Keller or something. That apparently AEW are aware that they often have people come in with a lot of momentum and then disappear off TV for yeah, months. Yeah, it's ex- an issue. The examples that have been given in sort of the image and stuff is Swerve Strickland and House of Black. And apparently it's, it's an issue they're aware of and they're currently working internally to try and fix this issue. Mm. Okay, good. It's good that they're trying to fix it. I would also say Bandida. I said this on the news and a lot of people were like, yeah, but visa issues. I'm like, get those sorted before he debuts them. <laughs> Like, you know he's going to have faith in the guy. You know he's going to get over in a match against Brian Danielson and it already wrestled Jericho the, like a couple of months beforehand. Um, but yeah, I, I share your, your concerns about Jay White. I think they've, they've not dropped the ball on him, obviously, but it's just, what? Where's the, where's the momentum? Where's the, li- where's the momentum? I'm just Marcus says, Roderick Strong coming in. Honestly, even when Luke said it on three count, I was like, nah, he's still WWE. But I am happy to be wrong. This should be really fun. Also, the BCC versus Elite Feud is getting intense love. What they're doing, but where's the hangman? The hangman got hurt. Where's the hangman? He got hurt, didn't he? They injured him. Yeah, well, Danielson has a line on commentary in the main event where he's like, look, if you hang out with the Elite, Nakazawa, Cutler, like... That doesn't, you don't train, you don't win any championships. And I was thinking, freaking hangman. Well, you're a fan. That's the the one uh, flaw in the argument. But really, did did he train with the elite? Yes, he did. Um, I, I'll be honest, if you watch back that clip that we played earlier of when I said uh, Roderick Strong and I said Undisputed Elite Reunion, I didn't sound confident in it. I was, <laughs> it was like, Undisputed Elite Reunion? Because I didn't, I didn't know. And I thought it might happen in a few months' time. Mm. I thought, well, here's what will happen. There'll be news that he's asked for his release. It will be denied. Mm. Then there'll be news of when his contract is up. <laughs> then his contract will run up. And then we'll wait 30 days. And then we'll yeah, see him. As exactly. opposed to, no, he showed up in uh, the end of April. Uh, and Kevin for now. However, I agree with Ollie. I hated the finish of Taya versus Jade. Taya versus Jade. I was ready to see either a title change or a big win for Jade, but it was just dumb. The show was fine otherwise. Hope O'Reilly can return soon to have a full UE reunion. Hashtag where's the lie? Where's the lie? <laughs> I should have had that uh, clip queued up. Really. Yeah. Uh, just before we get on with the full play-by-play review, of course, send in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. But the best way to support today's episode, hit the graphic, monkeys in the production (sighs) truck, it's to go buy our brand new book, our first ever book. Well, there was the anthology series that we did as well. But our first like ever book like this, WWE versus AEW, The New War. It's available on Amazon on Kindle for £6.99. But for a special early bird special, a special... You can get it for £4.99 right now. Click in the link or you can get it for £14.99 by going and getting the paperback version. My paperback version is on its way. Mm. Mm. Are we getting some sense of the office? I'm going to sign it for myself. Are we getting some sense of the office? Yes, well, everyone's going to get one. Hey, I mean, maybe we'll have a few copies available when we do the the Night of Champions party. Well, we will, you know, every available space is going to have a book on. 
Oh, at the Night of Champions party? Wherever I go. <laughs> in the office, cafes, restaurants. Yeah. When you go to the dentist. You just, Cineworld. You just put it under the uh, the big pile of magazines there. Yeah. You're just like, Women's Seven. Health, Gardening <laughs> Monthly, AEW versus WWE. But it's really good. It's a collection of the best articles, the choicest cuts of WrestleTalk magazine between 2021 and 2022 about the WWE-AEW war. Very deep thought pieces, analysis going into this whole, well, it's the really is the biggest wrestling story of our age and it ties into the Vince McMahon and the Triple H and all the succession parts of WWE too. Uh, and I wrote the foreword. Don't let that put you off. Or make you buy another copy. <laughs> what, buy another copy because I wrote the foreword? Well, yeah, because I'd imagine that a few of those pages are going to get stuck together once you've read the foreword, <laughs> so you're going to have to get a second second copy, aren't you, to be able to read it again? Yeah. Uh, right, this episode of Dynamite began with Orange Cassidy taking on Bandido. Really fun match. It was the 20th title defense, straight title defense of the All-Atlantic belt. Let's not call that anymore. It's the International Championship. <laughs> it's the International Championship. And perfect that Cassidy's style goes with everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 so spoilers for the upcoming WrestleTalk magazine. He's my wrestler of the month mm. because he's just anytime he's announced for a show, I'm like, oh, that'll be a great match. Regardless of who it's against, I'm like, oh, that'll be a great yeah. match. I'll be really entertained watching that match because he's awesome. He's so, so great. And he's really has made this championship, this title feel like the second biggest belt in the company. So definitely fun fact for you. The TNT Championship has changed hands six times since Orange Cassidy has won the All-Atlantic wow. International Championship. Mm. Although he did win the All-Atlantic Championship, I guess. So yeah, it's changed about six hands. Mm. That title is just, you know, hot potatoed around. It doesn't really feel like anything at the moment, particularly because it just feels like Wardlow's belt that he loses to a big guy, then wins it back off that big guy. Cassidy it's that Wardlow is the Charlotte Flair of <laughs> a little AEW. Bit. And, but Cassidy is coming out here and just having great matches. And mm. they're also arts telling a very good story with each of these defenses of how much longer can he go like this because no one else in this company is doing what he's doing they're really good matches they're not just not just get over Cassidy but also get over his opponent in defeat because Bandido looked great here Orange Cassidy had his his comedy spots which I thought were really well worked particularly at the end and he was doing the the little low effort shots, yeah. which he doesn't usually do. It's usually a, a kick. I particularly enjoyed when Pandito <laughs> had his uh, his finger guns out. So I just to grab the finger guns and put them in his trousers. HR nightmare. <laughs> they were like, Can't do that. And they said, oh, just put them in his holsters. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, but then Bandido, one-armed suplex outside the ring, inside the ring, lifted Orange Cassidy up with one arm. Mm -hmm. The guy's incredible. Very, very strong. Uh, but in the end, he kicked out of the... Uh, the mousetrap. The mousetrap pin, which no one, well, very few people kick out and of. They'd actually, it was great as well, they'd been setting that up on commentary all mm. match. 
been talking about how Orange Cassidy had learned that from a wrestler and that wrestler had also been working with Bandido. So Bandido uh. has been working out ways to escape the mousetrap. And it was so weird. Like they kept saying that. They mentioned it a handful of times on commentary. And yet when he kicked out the mousetrap, I was like, oh, I can't believe he kicked out the mousetrap. <laughs> they were telling you. They were telegraphing he was going to do that. Really good. But Orange uh, won shortly after with the beach break. And Cassidy got Bandido, held up his arm. Well, didn't, he didn't hold up his arm, but he sort of just put some shades on Bandido. And I, I just thought, are we getting a too cool dance here? <laughs> and then they walked off together. They were, they were celebrating. And that's afterwards. We get the Adam Cole backstage interview with Renee, which is intense because he's angry that Jericho beat up his girlfriend. And we get Cassidy and Bandido walk in after that match and they're just like, oh. Mm. And Bandido also goes, oh. And I was like, how is this working? Something about this clicks. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Mm. Really good. Uh, what didn't have so much charisma after that was Rene talking to both Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. They Jungle Boy agreed to be in Darby's corner or at least have help, his back. Have it's, his back. It's what he said. So Darby was like, if I'd have known what was going to happen with MJF and Sammy last week, I wouldn't have been up in the rafters. I'd have been down at ringside to make sure that didn't happen. Yeah. So. It'd be cool if you could have my back for this. And Jungle Boy was like, well, yeah, I suppose I could, I could do that. Mm -hmm. You're right. And Darby's then like, but if we were to wrestle, might be, I'll beat you. And Jungle Boy replied, yeah, well, should that do happen, I'll, I'll, I'll beat you. Yeah, so it, was, it didn't have that much fun. You know, you compare it against the heels and Max and Sammy are having so much fun together. Well, also as well, I think because Renee had some mic issues in the opening segment mm. where she was talking and then it sounded like she was down here <laughs> and then she was back up here. I thought that the mic had broken again during this. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I'm just not hearing what they're saying. Jeff Jarrett versus Dax Harwood. <laughs> Finally. Oh, where's Jeff Jarrett been? Everyone, where's Jay White? Oh, where's Jeff Hardy? Where's Jeff Jarrett? That's the actual question here. I love whenever Jeff Jarrett comes out, or Jay Lethal, there are about 20 referees stopping the rest <laughs> of Team TNA coming out with them. And Jeff, every time Jeff is like, oh, no, <laughs> what? Again? No, come on. He is on a mission at the moment. He's great. He's, he's so impressive, like, because he feels older. Well, he's 55, but Jericho's 52, 53. So I'm just amazed at how, in, in what great condition he looks, how he's resting. Yeah. And when they had announced ahead of time, Dax Harwood versus Jeff Jarrett, I was like, yeah, sure, Orange Cassidy Bandido. Yeah, sure, Omega and Takeshita teaming up against Butcher and Blade. Yeah, sure, Tyre and Jade. Yeah, sure, we'll hear from Adam Cole. Mm. This is the thing I was most looking forward to on the yeah. show. Hey, I mean, because I get to come on here and just, you know, do the Jeff Jarrett uh, cough and everything. But I was just really excited to see a, a Dax Harwood singles match. We felt like we haven't had one of those for a while. Well, I would say Dax, and this is not a slight of Jeff because I think Jeff is great. Dax wrestled 80% of this match. <laughs> and was, that, that's what Jeff wants you to think. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the brilliance of Jeff Jarrett. He was throwing himself around. He was taking these big bumps. You know, what happened to no flips? <laughs> he he did a couple of like little flippy flip bumps. 
the other thing I really like about uh, a Jeff Jarrett match in AEW is that everyone is very aware of the Jeff Jarrett as TNA promoter Jeff Jarrett. So, and you know, because Tony Schiavone worked with him in WCW, he's like, he's not a nice guy. <laughs> no one likes Jeff Jarrett. And I was like, yeah, God, Jeff Jarrett's the worst. And he at one point said, like, Jeff Jarrett is a man who's been stabbing people in his back his whole career. And Taz just says, well, I've seen no evidence of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I was like, man, I had a great time working with Jeff. Uh, but uh, the, the match, the match is pretty good. R- pretty good match. Yeah. And uh, Sanjay grabs Dax's leg. Dax then runs round, chasing him, gets in. Stroke. Jarrett gets the win. Dax, one of the few people in the world who can make the stroke look good. Yeah. Because Jeff can only do so much. <laughs> Sometimes you can't. I've got my flawless. No 100% in everything. I've got my flawless move, but everyone takes it badly, mm-hmm. is, you know, the argument. Uh, I thought this was a good match that had basically zero heat. Yeah, we didn't have loads of heat. And it was a good crowd as well. They're in Florida, um, but they weren't sort of loud for this bit mm. maybe it's that jungle boy derby <laughs> not jeff's fault so, no, can't ever be jeff's fault afterwards jeff took the tag team title and posed with it celebrated like he just won it oh he's great ain't he great choke on that slap nuts <laughs> so that's where i guess we're going well a, a little <laughs> filler feud ftr versus team tna it's where every baby face tag team goes after they've won <laughs> the tag titles straight into that team tna feud oh, the bucks are busy <laughs> So we're just going to put you against Team TNA. I mean, it could be the acclaimed, but I think they're feuding with JAS, so... And I don't, I can't, I don't want to beat them. Ah, Team well, TNA. Jim Jarrett hogs in, hold his guitar. It's my world, buddy. Are you seeing the... I think someone chatted in a while ago, but I've seen uh, these calls come up again with the announcement of the uh, Owen Hart Cup tournament. Do you do you what do you think Jeff should win because of his very close friendship with with Owen? I think I certainly think he should be part. The problem is that he has to be a babyface in the tournament because of the relationship with Owen. Mm. But I mean, like him presenting the trophy with Martha. I think you could tell an actual wonderful story. It's such a shame that he's a heel because <laughs> it doesn't work otherwise. No. And how he, I don't how do you turn Jeff babyface? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> What are you talking about? That's the least of our problems. Book it for me. <laughs> Comes out, he just does everything Jeff Jarrett normally does. And all of a sudden, the crowd are like, hey, Jeff's here. What, so Sanjay's still grabbing people's legs? He's yeah. still with still with Team TNA? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing that's getting him over. <laughs> <laughs> what will actually get him more of his baby? More TNA. Find a way for Jeremy Borash to get out of his WWE contract, make him part of the act. Where's Joe? Some, Samoa Joe get everyone some clamshell necklaces mm, so we can all feel like it's mm. 2005 Kurt Angle's not doing anything at the moment Daniels mm-hmm. uh, Kazarian <coughs> this feeds us quite nicely into Tony's latest huge announcement I can't remember what it was billed the, no, as was it just Tony Speaks we will hear from Tony Khan this was mm. not a Tony Khan makes a huge announcement I just I don't need the announcements of the announcement mm. yeah mm. I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. So the announcement was, and this was a pre-recorded thing. <laughs> He's learning. Yeah. Like an AI machine. <laughs> Tony Khan is always learning. Which I I, I actually really get a kick out of the <laughs> unblinking yelling. <laughs> Reading the auto cue. Which those eyes dart back and yeah, yeah. forth. He's way too close. <laughs> I feel like he's getting closer as he's doing it. Well, he, you know, they said, asked him, is this a good speed for you? And he's like, 
yeah, okay, that looks fine. Then it's press play and realise it's actually too fast. <laughs> but you can't say stop and let's do it again because we're live, pal. What Luke's doing here is some great observational comedy about teleprompter usage, which only really applies <laughs> to us and anyone else who uses a teleprompter. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, it's uh, what they did here. They, they show clips of last year's tournament. They had a bit of uh, footage of Owen in New uh, Japan. Was it in New Japan specifically? Because the announcement was Owen Hart Cup's coming back. It's going to, the opening ceremony, or I don't know if the opening matches, take place at Double or Nothing. More matches in Canada, including Forbidden Door, because that's where that's taking place, appropriate because of Owen's time in Japan, and then concludes in Calgary, which is his hometown. On July 15th, which is a Saturday. So there'll be a collision episode. Oh. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. I mean I didn't either until a lot of people pointed out, you know, some people looked at a calendar to see when that date was. But yeah, it's a Saturday. So that would be a collision taping. That that is I mean, that's great. Like what what a great way of doing the own heart cup tournament. My only my only trepidation is that last year's was a bit limp overall it was a nice moment for cole and baker to win as sort of like mr and mrs uh, aew but it kind of amounted to nothing partly because you know cole got injured shortly thereafter and baker didn't do much either i guess but i don't i don't feel like it like why was the plan to do something after cole was a heel that was a very baby face brit was which, a heel. which is why i thought it was weird for them to win it yeah uh the the matches were good but like but some of the matches were very good and the whole martha thing was was wonderful but it was just like it, it doesn't have to have stakes as in well you get this title shot but because it was it felt flippant it, it i think there should be some stakes to it as opposed mm. to you just get a pink belt i think there should be something else to it i mean even it is just you get the next you get a title shot at a, a, a next special aew yeah. show or, or something along those lines maybe it doesn't have to be a pay-per-view or or what have you but i do think it, it needs some form of stakes but maybe you know again <laughs> always learning maybe this one will have something better to it well they, they or, 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 it could, or it could equally be as nothing as the first yeah. one was they've already improved it by having like this this Canadian heritage part. So the other thing I was, I was slightly worried about collision as well. Um, I mean, it's, it's a name that makes me think of faith no more because they've got a song called collision. So that song just plays in my head. So mm. that's great from that. I hope they have that as the theme song. Um, but by the by, I was a bit concerned about collision because this idea of this whole soft reset and soft, soft brand split that's going to be done to kind of, you know, facilitate the CM Punk return. But apparently uh, Punk's going to be on dynamite as well. Okay. So it's not a brand split of, you are only on Collision or you are only on Dynamite. It is that all of the AEW roster are across both Dynamite and Collision. It's just that you, kind of like with Cody, just didn't get involved in any elite storylines mm. and just had his little Cody verse. There'll just be a little punk verse. Well, I'm all for that. That's how it was anyway. Like, punk didn't interact with any of those guys before. Mm. I loved it. Yeah. Derby match, MJF match. So I think my thinking is more. I don't think we're going to notice it as this this whole like idea of a soft brand split makes it sound like a oh man it's going to be so noticeable particularly because they're going to be on different shows but by all accounts everyone is going to be on every show so you probably won't even notice it's happening well I hope so after that we got Wardlow uh, I didn't even get this chap's name that he squashed they did not say it Arn Anderson it's beaten with four power bombs Arn Anderson cut a promo afterwards dressed as a member of the Royal Tenenbaums I wrote that he was dressed like a member of Slipknot 
Oh, which well, one? Well, he's in a they, bright red Adidas. Well, because they used to have red jumpsuits, and then I was like, ah, no, this is more corn. This is more like uh, Father Leader era corn. Uh, he said, if Wardlow wants to be AEW's dynasty to carry this company into the next millennium, he's got to pull a man's eye out. He's got to bite someone's finger off. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> And then out came Christian and Luchasaurus, and it looked like Christian was going to get in the ring and have some words back and forth. He thought about it, he got up the steps, and he was like, no, and they walked off. So he's still teasing this. Yeah, I, I just thought it was kind of a nice little signaling for, for Christian to come out as well, because you're right, like he's, Arnold was like, you've got to gouge someone's eye out, or you've got to take a bite out of someone, or you've got to smash someone's head in with a chair. Mm. And that's what brought Christian. Yes. It's almost like a bat signal for yeah. him. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like this booking. Mm. I think it's. I can see where we're going. It's keeping Luchasaurus <sighs> relevant. I'm just a bit over. Like yeah. even with Wardlow, like Wardlow <laughs> felt over here, but nowhere near as special as he did yeah. know, this time last year. So I thought this was. I'm I'm past the Wardlow experiment. Yeah, I think if you take Wardlow out of it, this is this is all good, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's mainly that bit because we've we've been here, done that. And as a three-time TNT champion, you know, there's only so many times you can win that belt and have it feel like a big deal. Like even Excalibur introduced him as a two-time champion and then had to be corrected. Whereas like three, is it really three? Oh, okay. <laughs> did you hear my joke on the news? I did not. Well, I said Arn Anderson's a very scary man, uh, but thankfully the red tracksuit took the edge off. Speaking of people who have had the edge taken off, here's Christian. Oh. Oh, that is good. Thank you. Rene is backstage with Sammy and MJF, and they are just so fun together, yucking it up as heels. Sammy's like, I've got you a vest. And MJF's like, I've got you a matching scarf. Hey, friends hug. Very good. Kevin Owens, Jericho level of friends. That's going to end next week. <coughs> I know, it's such a shame, isn't it? Do you think it'll be like that Hollywood rock period, which is only, only two months? <laughs> Remember when MJF and Sammy were together? Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I have a feeling. We'll get into it in a second, but this yeah. is coming to an end as of next week. Which is a shame. RJ City's running down the rest of the show. I like RJ City. I was excited to see him, so they got the right kind of heat when Mox beat the crap out of him. Yeah, and so they, we've got some scars to leave later tonight. We had Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara, top of the second hour, which was... The match that Sammy won last week to get into this match. Winner of this match faces Max at the pay-per-view for the title. And it was a really good match, mm. I thought. Darby and Sammy kept things mostly in the ring, which is different for them. And they, they chose their big spots. I felt like this was a very restrained, mature match for them. Uh, the, the standout spots were this excellent cutter from the Derby bullet dive, and yeah. Sammy just timed it perfectly into a cutter. And as he hit that cutter, <laughs> found himself in a tranquilo pose, where he just laid down and was like, oh, look how cool I look. Brilliant. <laughs> um, and the 6.30 sent on, off the top rope, through the table outside. Which I believe is a callback to the match that they had on pay-per-view. Right. Very, very cool. Really good match. And MJF is on commentary, also being excellent. Yeah, I just thought it was so funny. With and his jar of pickles. Yeah, kosher pickles. Yeah, because he's got his own brand of <laughs> kosher pickles now. And I particularly, because Taz is basically the heel commentator, you know, he's backing up Jeff Jarrett. And they're both like New York guys as well. Like say Long Island, New York. Yeah, it's New York. And he hands him the jar of pickles. He's like, oh, I love pickles. This is great. And so Taz has got this holding up this pickle. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Taz is having a great time. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I actually wrote, um, sorry, it was a bit of notes off that bullet dive. I was like, this is really good. Like, they're doing such a good match, these two, without doing anything insanely crazy. And then as I wrote that, Sammy got a table out. I thought, well, I can't have everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they gave us a, an F finish in the end here because... Uh, MJF headed down to the ring. Ty Mello distracted the referee. MJF got up onto the ring apron with Darby's skateboard. Threw the skateboard to Darby. Sammy took a bump, did the Eddie Guerrero spot. The referee turns around, sees Darby holding the uh, the skateboard, DQs him. Mm. So Sammy Guevara wins. Sammy Guevara wins. And the match graphic comes up. Sammy versus MJF, main event of Double or Nothing. They yucked it up his heels. But Tony Schiavone's there being like, I'm getting word from Tony Khan. Oh, before that, they started to beat well, up Sam. Uh, but he was doing that like during, oh, the, beat during I, the commentary. I, I think he uh. jumped the gun in, in saying, I'm getting word from Tony Khan. Because Excalibur was like, well, we'll hear about that in a second first. <laughs> yeah, because the heels start to beat up Darby. And only then does Jungle Boy decide <laughs> to have Darby's back, despite a low blow. Tay Mello interfering. And then the MJF interference that caused the loss. There was someone who described uh, Jungle Boy on Twitter as a black hole of charisma. And I felt really bad about it. I was like, it's a bit though. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. Because we all like him. Yeah. He's got great hair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jungle Boy was out there and Darby and Jungle Boy were like looking tensely. Darby's like, why didn't you come and help me? Which is a very fair question. Excellent question. And Jungle Boy's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't know what his argument was there. Me and you against them. <laughs> and that's when Tony Schiavone stood up and he said, hey, Max, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, th- I love, I love Tony's uh, delivery. Tony, Tony hates MJF so mm. much, uh, but announces that Tony Khan has decided there's going to be a tag team match player next week. It'll be Sammy and MJF versus Darby and Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. And if Darby and Jungle Boy can win, then it will be a fatal four-way at the pay-per-view. This had actually been sort of uh, predicted by uh, on our Raw podcast. Um, I believe it was Kyle Jeffries, one of our watchers, sends an ultra. like, I wonder if they'll do a DQ finish and then I'll announce a tag match for wow. next week where the winners get a title shot. But he then went one step further and was like, and then Wardlow will cost MJF the match and that's how he gets the mm-hmm. fatal four-way. But he was more or less there. I mean, Wardlow may do something next week. I, I don't think so. But it's, you know, we were asking the question, how do you get this to the fatal four-way? This is a way to do it. Yeah, is it's it not the best what, way? It's not what I would have done. Yeah. But it is, it was one way to do this. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really love that. I love the matches and I love the people, but the the twists and turns, I, I really didn't think worked that well. Yeah. We've got to the same destination, which is where we want to go. And yeah, but the, the main thing is, Max and Sammy are so much fun. I I am fine to move past my yeah. criticisms. And they storm through the back. Renee tries to interview them, but they walk off. MJF and Sammy, that is. And they arrive at MJF's car. And Sammy's going to get into the car with MJF. And MJF's like, no, sorry, it's full. And the camera like goes in to show you that it's empty. And then MJF gets off and drives away. And Sammy, knowing that it was empty, gave a look of, oh, it's so going to be a fatal four-way at the mm. pay-per-view because I'm going to turn on you next week. Yeah. Which is sad. Also, do you want to pin MJF before getting into the pay-per-view? 
Well, you like, can pin Sammy. Well, that's the idea. But it's, if Sammy is going to be the one to turn on MJF to cost them the match, look, I, I if you pin MJF in that match, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it's not what I would do. No, you don't want to pin your champion, but at the same time, these are there's three of them. They're three weaker draws compared. Well, they're not really draws. Uh, that's not me shooting or anything. I mm. think they're great, but you know, compare it to Danielson, Omega. They're not at that level. The point of this match is to get them to that level. They're not there now. So I think if one of them gets a win, a pin on MJF, I do. Who would you give it to if it? Darby I, I mean, or it would be Jungle Boy. It should I, be Jungle Boy. I, yeah. I feel like Jungle Boy is the person they are. Once this fatal four way is done, that is going to spin off into an MJF Jungle Boy feud. I feel like that is. I feel like oh, that's, really. Well, they, it was a few weeks ago. That's it. Felt like he was the focal point mm. of this story. So. I get the I, it's the impression that I get as the mighty boss tones once said that Tony is like Jungle Boy's my guy and I'm going to put all, I'm going to put the mm. put the stocks in him. I feel like Max will retain and then he'll be on to the next program. Not include any of these guys. We'll see. It's already been a two two and a bit month build. I don't think you want to make it any longer. It depends on who you go to after that because you can't have Cole. He's stuck in a Jericho vortex. <laughs> he's not going to be available until October. <laughs> Well, you got Forbidden Door coming up. Oh, yeah, I suppose it was Forbidden Osprey Door. Osprey comes out, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we had the Adam Cole segment that we've already covered after that. QTV is happening, and Powerhouse Hobbs burst in, pinned QT up against the wall, and was like, Oi. Yeah. Stop mucking about, get me my title back. I want my title shot. And QT said, I've got a plan B. We're going to plan B, everyone. Mm. Don't know if I want a QT to come back into this, but at least Hobbs. Hobbs, yeah. Luchasaurus, Wardlow. Yeah, but I, I've seen Hobbs be involved in triple threats with Wardlow for the TNT Championship like last November. Mm -hmm. but I just You enjoyed it. I, well, I did enjoy it. That's because I had Samoa Joe down to how I won the championship. <laughs> <laughs> it was because of Samoa Joe and Jamie Hayter that I won the title. <laughs> we got Jade Cargill versus Ty Valkyrie next. Uh, I enjoyed this match. Mm. I thought it was a pretty good match. It was the the a really good big time presentation of Jade. Thought Jade looked great. You know, not perfect. She's still a bit green in places because she doesn't do any proper matches. But for where she's at, I thought she was really good. She hit a Canadian destroyer out of nowhere as well. Didn't look great. Hey, I, thought, I, I, but, I have seen way worse yeah, Canadian destroyers. Yeah. But the effort was there, and I, I really like Valkyrie. I, I think she's got a real good presence about her. Um, the story of the match was that Ty couldn't use her finisher. If she did, she would lose automatically because it's the exact same finisher as Jade's. Jade has it copyrighted in AEW, blah, 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 Mark Sterling. So muscle memory, she just goes to hit the jaded, uh, well, as the Rhodes Road to Valhalla, uh, and she goes, oh, no, wait, shouldn't do that. Aubrey reminds her of the rules. <laughs> and she goes, wait, shouldn't do that. I don't mind her going for it. I think, yeah, you're, you're in the heat of the moment. She pulls back and she stands there. And that's enough time for Jade to roll her up. Yeah. And she she gets the she retains. Yeah, it's not, not the greatest finish I've ever seen. Mm. Good idea for the finish. It's just a timing thing. Yeah. And they, they gave uh, Tyra a bit of heat back afterwards because she then went to hit the road to Valhalla on Aubrey, but the referees stopped her. And they so, were in there so fast. Well, I've got to protect Aubrey. She's the star of the referee division. How did you feel emotionally about Aubrey being put in harm's way? I did. I wanted to jump into the ring. I wanted to be one of those referees. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! Take me instead! <laughs> Tyre, put her down! 
I, I didn't know if I was because it was badass. Yes, and it, it it never felt like she was doing it because she is a a baddie. It was more just like a, a frustration thing. I almost like she instantly went to blame Aubrey because mm. Aubrey told her reminded of the rules. But the second the referee stopped her, she sort of went to the corner and realized, no, it wasn't Aubrey's fault. It was my fault. Mm. I thought it was that a heat was... of the moment thing. I liked all of this bar the 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 second before the finish, and unfortunately, that's all I can think about. <laughs> Uh, we got a video promo for the Rampage match. That's where we saw Jay White with Juice Robinson. They're going to have a tag match against Sean Spears and Ricky Starks. And then Excalibur somehow read every single match for the next two weeks. Yeah, in about 15 seconds. And he didn't even have to do it because they thought they were going to break. I think Tony goes, on air. My God. <laughs> like, well done, buddy. Get like that, that man some water. Because he, we're going to break. And then Danielson's music hit to join yeah. them on commentary. And I think Excalibur was like, oh, I could have, I could have done a bit longer. Oh, no. But they didn't have long left either because that brought that set up the match for uh, Kenny Omega and Kineske Takeshita uh, versus Butcher and Blade. <laughs> and it was like after entrance, about 11 minutes left of the show. And But this was a, a fast-paced match. Butcher, main event Butcher and Blade who got to do a lot of their things in there, but this was a lot about Omega and Takeshita working together while Danielson was doing this awesome bit of commentary. Doesn't matter, he's actually disappointed in Takeshita. Mm. After all I did for him, and we trained together, he could have been a great part of Blackpool Combat Club. But no, instead he's decided to go with the Elite. What does the Elite get mm. you? you know, I may try and ask Michael Nakazawa or Brandon Cutler that. Have they ever been champions? No, they haven't. Really, Utah, two-time ROH Pure Champion. We breed champions you are better off with the blackpool combat club than you are with the elite who are amateurs danielson's storytelling skills are of course very well documented in the ring and on promos but on commentary yeah i feel like i'm doing the cm punk pipe bomb promo no one can touch him he it, it was masterful at yeah. getting all this across i feel like i understand this feud on such a deeper layer than i did before and that's not something you typically get from a wrestler on commentary. They're there to do a bit of comedy like C-Max earlier. Effective and fun, sure, but this is like a vital part of the whole overarching narrative. And he was also getting them over as well because mm. he wasn't there being like, you are bad if you are part of the elite because anything that Omega did was like, that is impressive. It's like he's got the best dragon suplex uh, in, in all of wrestling but he's not focusing on this. And like with Takeshi, he was like, you see what Takeshi did? That was awesome. But if you notice, he's now not following this up and he's not focusing on the right mm. things. It was really, really great in making sure that he was using his time to promote the other two people because he's in a feud with them. Yeah. Unfortunately, he then did a screw up. He's one live line in front of the, the crowd and they all jumped on him. I really thought that Danielson was going to play to that. Yeah, yeah. But instead just carried on like it never happened. I think he would have if he had more time. I think he was very conscious. Yeah. We've got 90 seconds to go through three different turns here. Yeah, so what happened was Omega <laughs> and Takeshita won, beat Butcher and Blade. Takeshita got the pin. Yeah, Takeshita got the pin. Very fun match. And then afterwards, Danielson cut this promo where he did bollocks up his line somewhat. He said, you should be with, you should be training with the elite. You should be training with Blackpool Combat Club. The whole crowd are like... Ah! It's like a British crowd. <laughs> it was like being at a school assembly and someone had just mucked something up. It was the equivalent of a barman has dropped a pint glass. Yeah. And he is... <laughs> hey! 
Very fun. So he kind of recovered from that to basically say, like, like you've got a choice to make. And through the kerfuffle with Blackpool Combat Club, got into the ring and they uh, everyone brawled. And Kenny had the chance with the screwdriver to take out John Moxley. And Takeshita got in the ring because Danielson told him to, you should stop this. So Takeshita got in the ring and stopped Omega from doing this. And in the process of it, thought maybe that's not the right thing to do. Moxley fights off the Bucks, pushes Takeshita into Omega. That makes Omega out of the ring. And then Danielson gets in with this grin on his face, raising Takeshita's hand. But then they also turn on him mm. and attack him with the screwdriver. Big old screwdriver uh, spot, Oof. busted him open, pissing blood out of his forehead. It was like comical spurts. And they left him laying while the elite were picking up the pieces. So, you know, there's two schools of thought here. Is this the Blackpool Combat Club turning on Takeshita or is it you have to bleed with the Combat mm. Club before you can join us? And it's actually just an initiation thing, or that—that's—that's that's how they see it. Yeah, yeah. I—I I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the the back and forth. I would have just stopped this about forty-five seconds earlier, one beat earlier. So we just—we're just left with Takeshita stopping Kenny taking out Mox, and then the Blackpool Combat Club jump the elite, mm. and then you're like, wait. Where, where is Takeshita going in this? Yeah, where are his allegiances? And Whose I, side is he on? I thought that would be more fun. You play that up for maybe one, two weeks, and then the Blackpool Club, Blackpool Combat Club, turn on Takeshita if yeah. you're going down that route. Um, because I just thought they crammed a lot in here of turns back and forth. And it felt like <laughs> there was not a lot of time. And then remarkably still had a lot of time left over. Because <laughs> they then had like 30 seconds where it was like, we need to fill for time. The commentary just sort of stopped because it felt like the show was going off the mm-hmm. air. It, it was quite quite remarkable in a way. But I thought this was overall, I enjoyed this as an episode of Dynamite. So like my wife came downstairs and she was like, you know, how was the show today? And I was like, yeah, no, it was a really good show. And that's mainly because I was thinking of, I really enjoyed Cassidy and Bandido. I just, I love this Blackpool Combat Club elite storyline mm. and the Roddy um, yeah. uh, debut. And I was like, yeah, it was a really good show. But actually, if you kind of like take a step back and look at it as a whole, um, it's five stars because Jeff Jarrett was on the show. That's the, <laughs> the, the one key thing we're all missing here. Really, this was a, a, a three out of five episode. Yeah, I gave it 75%. Three out of five. Which is, which is closer to four out of five than anything. But... In AEW standards, a seventy-five percent is really down the lower end yeah. of its quality, uh, but not in the. I wouldn't say this is down the lower end because it was a bad show or it had anything fundamentally wrong with it. I just thought it was a fine show. Yeah, this was a fine episode, <laughs> but a lot of fun. Um, we've already done our Patreon shoutouts, so just a call. Hit the graphic to go and buy our brand new first ever book, WWE versus AEW, The New War. It is £14.99 paperback version from Amazon using the link in the video description below. I'm sure the mods are going to be popping that link in the comments too. And £6.99 for the ebook version, unless you are an early bird. If you take advantage of the early bird offer, it's £4.99 for you. The early bird goes cheap, cheap, and that's what you're getting this book for. You just come up with that, or I is did. that a saying? No, I just came up with that. Are you kidding? Yeah, I just thought, I just thought that. I was like, what does a bird say? Cheap. <gasps> that's really good. Thanks, bud. 
I should be on The Apprentice. You're Write right. that out. <laughs> Write that down so you don't forget it. <laughs> I don't remember. It's on tape. Okay. But let's do our remaining Omega Chats. Last call for those. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support to have your thoughts read out on air. Five US dollars or more. Kevin says, I remember in 2020 when Orange Cassidy faced Pac. We all said Orange Cassidy shouldn't wrestle often and should be a special attraction. Now I want him every week on my TV. If I don't get Brian wrestling, I'm totally fine with my weekly OC match. I think in that time frame as well, it's because the Cassidy shtick could get old if you do it on TV every single week. But that's the genius of Orange mm. Cassidy, is that he is more than just the Cassidy, the Cassidy shtick. Back then, he was only really doing the low effort kicks, hands in pockets, that's it. Now, ever since the Jericho feud, where that was like the, while it, it dragged on a bit, that was the origin story of new Cassidy, where a bit of him actually gives an F. Yeah. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. Oh, Dante, they put their name in. Thank you so much. So Dante here says, Hello, gentlemen. Have either of you noticed or heard anything about Danielson being injured? If you hadn't noticed yet, he hasn't taken a bump since he came back. He hasn't even been within 10 feet of a wrestling move. Thoughts? No, I think he's just... Well, yeah, he hasn't had matches, but he had loads of matches in the lead-up to the MGF feud, which is part of the story for it. And then an hour-plus match. Yeah. Just take it bit of time just taking to, a load off. taking a load off uh george hopkins first time chat in a good mood as i got my dream job Whoa. as a drama teacher very cool That's i love fantastic. my drama teachers at school uh well done george get a get a well done george chant going in the chat uh i know everyone thinks that the bcc versus elite will end in blood and guts but there's a chance it will be anarchy in the arena which i think i prefer the last one was it double or nothing 2022 and the last one was the best of the, <coughs> the ones that they did yeah I, I, I didn't love it as much as other people. I was just for the Eddie Kingston mm. moment where he came down looking to set, <laughs> to set Jericho on yeah. fire. That was, that was, there's this thing on Twitter at the moment. It was like, post your, uh, he, I'm him moment. That was Eddie Kingston's time where he was like, oh, he's the coolest wrestler yeah, on yeah, the planet. Yeah. Put every single title on him because he's literally coming out of the ring to set someone on fire. <laughs> he's pouring gasoline and Daniel's going like, what are you doing? Okay. It could be an anarchy in the arena match. That fits the brawling vibe of BCC. I think it's probably what we'll get, yeah. But also it's a lot more comedies. Sometimes it can lean on comedy spots. Well, I, I felt that the last one didn't, mm -hmm. which is why I think that you can toe that line with this one. And also, like, it doesn't mean that it just ends at Anarchy in the Arena at Double or Nothing. That could just be the first chapter to build yeah. to them doing the Blood and Guts match. Once you've got, you know, the, the <coughs> team of five on either side. BM White Hat, I'll hot tag to you, actually. BM Whitehouse said, I've sorry, said, I just cut. You're going to watch this back. I coughed into my hand <laughs> and then I tagged out. I'm sorry about that. You're very welcome. It's okay. Uh, I've said multiple times before where the loser has looked strong in defeat, but that Jade Gargi was the first time where I've said looked weak mm. in victory. I think Jade would have benefited a lot by having AEW, by leaving AEW and going to Impact with Naomi and being used properly. I don't know if you could say going undefeated for like mm. nearly two years is not being used properly. Like they are keeping her as a special attraction type deal but I, you know working elsewhere is not going to harm her in any way yeah but she doesn't have to go to impact to work with someone uh, of of 
you know, who's not just a sort of enhancement talent status. They're there in AEW. They just don't let her interact with them. Yeah. You also, I mean, we, we were talking about this earlier about uh, Naomi debuting in uh, Impact this coming weekend. Mm -hmm. Didn't even make our news. <laughs> um, oh, Abdul says, uh, just sent an ultra chat to say, Ollie's taking the edge off joke on Dynamite's review was hilarious. That it was. Bonesaw Bug, Roderick Strong. Well, better late than never, I say. Also, Jeff Jarrett should stay here and feud with whoever wins the Owen. Very, how dare you represent my friend's memory. You're a disgrace to the heart name story. Anyway, jam that jam. I don't think Martha would like that. To, to use that as kind of a cheap heat feud yeah. thing. Uh, fun idea, but I don't think they'd go that direction. Charles Berg, poor Sekeshta. The reward mm. he gets mm. for helping his pals is to be murdered by the most reasonable person in Ohio. Show was fine. Needed more Miro. Good luck on the book sales, boys. You probably could have guessed. I don't read, for I have a <laughs> dumb brain. I'm just Marcus says, so does Arn Anderson just want to kill a guy at this point? Is is that his gimmick? And if so, shouldn't he be managing the Blackpool Combat Club, not Wardlow? No, he's already killed. He's already <laughs> killed multiple times. Yep, now he's got a taste for it. <laughs> uh, we have got uh, an unknown username. Please do let our moderators know. It said, so if Night of Champions is supposedly every belt being defended in one night, hence the name, surely that means that Sammy and KO are losing the belts to the Usos on Friday, right? Oh, dear God. I would stay clear of Pete <laughs> this weekend, lads. Well, Pete's reviewing SmackDown uh, this weekend. However, that was the old gimmick. Of Night of Champions. We don't know if that's going to be the gimmick for this Night of Champions. You've got the new belt. I think you could definitely, that sort of compensates for not having every single championship on the show. Roman's not going to be on the show. On the Saudi show, yeah, he will. Why? Do you think? Yeah, cool. I reckon so. I reckon it's almost a prerequisite that Roman has to be on one of the Saudi shows. I am going to put a bet now that he's not on it because wow. you can just do the, you know, you, you impress that. Uh, the Saudis buying the show with we're crowning a new champion and you're in, in this one. Yeah. That's my that's my opinion. But, well, that's my prediction. I actually also, like, I don't know who Roman's going to face either. Exactly. Because it won't be Cody, because that'll be, I think it'll be Cody and Rollins and whatever match it is for the uh, the, the new title. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's a prerequisite that Sammy and Kay are losing. Mm -hmm. If anything, I actually think that the jobs they did on Monday to highlight that Kevin Owens is going to turn actually just solidifies that they're going to retain. Uh, Danny G says, Hi guys, off topic, but I just want to congratulate Luke and the team on Cutscene. As a man of a similar vintage who loves retro gaming, it's right up my valley. Right up my alley even. Speaking of great content, Ollie, that edge taken off pun, chef's kiss. Thank you very much. It's getting over. Go over to Cutscene as well. Cutscene's over. Subscribe there if you've not watched it. It's linked to in the video description down below our latest episode on the unmade Metroid movie from the mid 2000s and tomorrow's video, the final video of this first season of Cutscene, is going to be on the unmade Sonic the Hedgehog movie from the mid 1990s. Who was going to play Sonic? Uh, well, they didn't get that far. Okay. Uh, but it was a script that was written in 1995 mm -hmm. uh, that did... It, it, I, I'll go into details as to why uh, it didn't actually happen in the video tomorrow. <laughs> Love it. Um, Mr. Higglespeed has been a member for nine months in a row, says, Luke, GM tip. If you have contract negotiations and when they say my contract is up and you say I have an option to extend you, that uses the power card. Love you all. I'll be honest with you, a thousand people have told me that since it <laughs> happened on, on my GM mode. Um, well, it was 19 months in a row as well, not nine. 
Did I say nine? I think you said nine. Oh, I just do to give Mr. Higglesby the yeah, correct no, 19, recognition. Let's acknowledge Higglesby. Yes. Uh, no, a, a few people have pointed out to me. I've, it's, I, I've never known it to be that way before because uh, it's the first time I've ever encountered it. Uh, but I just thought I'd lie to Tommaso Champ. <laughs> so Champ came up to me and was like, hey, my contract's up in a couple of weeks' time. And then I got four options, one of which was like, oh, I've got another option. And Champ was like, oh, it's the first I've heard of it. I'll, I'll speak to you again in a few weeks' time. And I was like, if I just lied to him. <laughs> And as it turns out, people was like, no, no, you played a power card. <laughs> but I think I've still got the power cards. And I still think his contract is coming up. So I, I don't know. But enough people have said it. So I, I will trust them that I am wrong on this one. And we have some new members because Juan Perez has gifted a membership, oh. as has Bubba, who is a, Bubba became a member and then gifted a membership. Oh, look at the nice flow of good deeds to people oh would you look at this we just had a little update yeah. here uh wwe hall of famer jerry springer has passed away at oh, the age wow. of 79 pop culture icon yeah. changed the game uh somewhat in uh, terms of like shock tv and stuff well very pro wrestling tv mm. just done in a sort of reality exploitative way uh, we've got the results from the poll thumbs down three percent wow thumbs in the middle 26%. Thumbs up, 69%. Nice. There you go. 69% of our viewers thought that this was a thumbs up episode of AEW Dynamite. Well, thank you all for watching us today. Let's ham up that graphic one more time for the final plug for the book, our first book. You know the button. That's the button. The New War. WWE versus AEW. Go get your copy now from the link in the video description below over at Amazon. It's £14.99 for the paperback copy and £6.99 for the ebook. Unless you're an early bird, because what do early birds do, Luke? They go chick. No, they go cheap. And, and that, that's what you'll get this book for. I told you to write it down. I'm so sorry. £4.99. That's cheap, cheap, cheaper. Uh, please do... Give it uh, a click just to check it out because not only is it a great book, we're all really proud of it. It also really helps support us here. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. That's been Luca and DAD. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.